Hello, I'm Buddy Martin, and this is the Best Fridays in Football podcast with Urban Meyer and Terry Bradshaw. It's time now for the Urban Meyer podcast, the Best Fridays in Football. Coach Meyer joins us every week to talk about all things football and otherwise, but particularly football, and particularly this week, because the Big Ten is back, baby. Urban excitement in the air. Oh, it's incredible uh, that these young people work so hard because when you evaluate what really happened, it's one of the great stories, not of this year, of, in my mind, the last several decades of young people's empowerment where they want to play, where the narrative across the country was, we don't trust people. Uh, There's certain places that did not want to play. And then all of a sudden, when the Big Ten shut down, when the commissioner shut down the Big Ten Conference, I lived in, I live in Columbus, and it was a, uh, I mean, it was a fire site, man. I mean, people went after it, uh, very respectful, but the players and the players' families took control of this thing, and, and uh, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen, that they would they were told to stand down, and they were relentless in their pursuit of doing something they want to do and they love to do. And it's, it was a great, it's a great story. I think it should be a case study for many generations on how to, you know, how to get something done. And I'll bet you it will. Urban, let me take you back to the time when I learned about something that was taught to your players when you first came to Florida and you took things away. And I'm thinking about this today because they took football away from the Big Ten and other people, and it was a painful experience. But the gratitude one feels when you start to get it back is a wonderful feeling, which is how the people in the Big Ten football country feel today. Can you talk about that ground zero when you start out, when you took the things away, you took away the gator, you took away and made them earn it back and what that meant and how that worked? Yeah, I thought that was a, uh, something we did. I'm not sure you can do that anymore nowadays. You know, I just, I, I think with the transfer portal, um, name and likeness right around the corner, you know, I always believe that you earn everything, you get everything. And sometimes people take it for granted. And when I was first hired in Florida, you know, to me, I, I had this vision of the Spurrier days when, you know, high-flying offense, winning games, winning Sugar Bowls, winning a national title, uh, representing the Gators, you know, kind of put the Gators before Coach Spurrier. Florida football was, I don't want to say, you know, just it wasn't a top five. People just didn't think highly of Florida football. Mediocre, well, Coach. Great- mediocre. It was just mediocre. You're right. Yeah, mediocre. And I did. They had, they had some great teams. You know, I don't want to devalue some of those great, great players in the past, but not national championship level stuff. And uh, and so I get there, and I just, you know, we 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 quite honestly had a lot of things we had to work out. Most importantly, a work ethic and a respect for the Gator. You know that uh, what it means to be a Florida Gator. And uh, so we took away the Gator head. We took away the gear. We made them earn everything uh, that the players and and coaches. You know, I. I uh, you know, I felt like the support state you can't always blame players. It was the weight room was, uh, t- to me, needed a complete overhaul. The off-season program, uh, a lot of the support staff needed a complete overhaul. Because once again, you can blame whoever you want. At the end of the day, you have to be all all in together. We started this show. We talked about how we're going to celebrate college football. And part of it is really a gratitude and appreciation. And I think the lessons of gratitude are taught like that, as they are now this weekend as football comes back on the 7th of November, the Pac-12 finally gets its back. 
it's uh, it's so good to have football back and exciting. The feeling of having games on Saturday again is incredible, and hopefully, hopefully this can continue. Because I heard you say on the show, big kickoff last week, and when someone asked you about what's standing in Ohio State's way, what's the thing you fear the most, and you said COVID, and this is a tough time to deal with this. So I know we're all hoping and praying for that, uh, but right now today is the day to celebrate the fact that football is back, and uh, hopefully these young men will play it, uh, play it well, play it safely. And your friend Dan Mullen going through a patch of difficulty uh, with a pause in, in Florida football, game reschedule, no no game this weekend. And, of course, he has cannot resume until Monday. What do you know about those kind of things like pauses, and have you heard it all about Dan? Well, the discipline involved in uh, – carrying on a season right now because I'm witness up here. My son-in-law is the quarterback coach here at Ohio state. And, you know, he won't even let us in his home. You know, we have two grandkids and we, we can see them at our house, but they, they, we, we want, he wants, you know, cause he doesn't want to be that one. You're asking players to make incredible sacrifice and the coaches have to as well. Uh, the pause is hard. You know, I, I've talked to a couple coaches who have experienced it at uh, the coach at uh, Baylor. Obviously, Dan and I have texted back and forth. I've not spoke to him, but, you know, here you go. Florida was sky high. You know, you, you saw Trask and Pitts, two of the best, uh, common, the best, I think, the best passing combination at one point in America. And then, bang, you go to, um, to College Station there in, in Texas A&M, and, and you lose. And then all of a sudden, this COVID thing starts. He made the comments about packing the swamp and, and it became kind of a national punching bag, which was, you know, I don't agree with that because Dan has every right to say what he wants. And so I'm hoping they get back. I hope they have great success because I'm a fan of Dan Mullen. I'm a fan of the Gators. And speaking of punching bags and, and, and the perception, and you said this a lot, people don't really know what's going on in the program. Uh, just to visit this thought about Dan, Dan was very frustrated after the loss to Texas A&M, especially seeing the number of people in the stands. And then when he spoke, he spoke out of the fact, I'm sure, I don't know this, I'm sure that he felt like there was kind of an unfair advantage for one school to be able to get all those people in there. And he's saying, I hope we pack the swamp. I think that was perhaps a bit misstated, misunderstood. Dan didn't back it down for a couple of days. So explain what a coach goes on through a coach's mind when someone thinks the other guy's got an advantage. Well, you got to press pause every once in a while, and, and uh, I've I've been there, and you know, I've said things that you got to get caught, and uh, you just you are so emotional. I, I remember, the, you know, uh, I I can't give you specifics, but uh, where you just are so emotional after a game, and someone sticks a microphone in your face, and I've seen players over the years say things. You know, I saw Zeke Elliott the one year when we lost that game and he felt like you should have more carries. And, and we talked the next day and everything's fine. So you just wish you could press pause and say, okay, let's really think this thing through. And, uh, but I, I see what Dan was, you know, I, I see exactly where Dan was coming from. You're supposed to have minimal people in the stadium. And, you know, I saw pictures once again. I don't know. I, I, I wasn't there, but I, I could feel his anger and I could feel his uh, frustration. But at the end of the day, you know, that's you got to put that one in the rearview mirror and get ready for the next one. Coach, uh, I want to talk a minute before we get to the Ohio State game, which looks like it's going to be 
Well, who knows? It's lopsided at this point, but who knows how uh, Nebraska will come out and they have to play the game. They can't mail it in. Uh, let's talk about you for a second. You were there once before in terms of where you thought you'd had all you could take of college football and you stepped aside at Florida and planning to go forward with a television career. This story has been told so many times in so many different ways, and I'm not convinced the real story has ever come out. But I know that you went through a lot of torturous times thinking about coming back to football. Take me back to that year when you were working at ESPN. Uh, at that point, the job wasn't even open at Ohio State, and people started saying, Urban, are you going to coach again? Urban, what about Ohio State? And you had to s- deal with that issue, and you wound up going to Ohio State. How did you get to Ohio State, and what was that like? Yeah, I stepped away at Florida, and I, and I it was one of those decisions I knew rather quickly that I made a mistake. You know, I I was with Shelly one day in, in February. I remember it was like it was yesterday, and I, I looked at her and, you know, and, and I said, I, I, I think I'm going to have to go do this again. I feel lost. And she looked at me like I was out of my mind, and she'd rather me not. And she said, well, give this some time. You know, we just had a tough run here. Just give it some time. And uh, and so I did. And so I, I kind of put it on the back burner. I went about it. I thought would be a long career with ESPN. And and uh, and then I think it was Memorial Day is when Coach Trestle, things started happening in Columbus, Ohio. And then I got a call in middle of the late fall about uh, coaching Ohio State. I had many other calls and, uh, you know, Ohio State, because I'm from here, the way they approached me was that they lost seven games. We have uh, potential probation issues coming on. We need your help to try. Let's try to get this program back where it needs to be. And I, I just felt like a calling to come back to my home state. So that's, that's how it happened. Uh, my family at first was very resistant uh, to me doing it. They loved Florida. They wanted to stay there. And uh, so that's what happened. Bear Bryant once said, when mama calls, you answer, you know. And in Spurrier's case, mama called. And in your case, mama called. Uh, and you felt like it was an obligation. I'm assuming that's what you're saying. Take me back to the time when you were a youngster, when you got a hold of that scarlet and gray jersey. I'll make sure I get it right this week. Scarlet and gray jersey. And you held, you described it once in the book we wrote, Herbert's Way, of the feeling you got emotionally by grabbing that jersey and that and feeling the feeling you felt about Ohio State. Yeah, I remember it was like yesterday is that uh, we were actually at Ohio State football game and there used to be a track around the field and you I was walking around the field and, and uh, uh, got introduced to a player and, and I remember touching the jersey and it's just you know when you when you're growing up in a place like here or in Florida, you know Miami, uh, Penn State, you know some of the really USC these really tradition rich programs and you you basically identify with that jersey you identify with that stadium and especially if you're into football or into athletics like I was. And uh, so it's just emotional. Like I, I see that. So that's why I try to, whenever I'm coaching it at a school like a Florida, Ohio state is that make it accessible to as many people as you can. You know, every young person should be able to touch a Gator Jersey, meet the, meet a football player, meet, you know, experience it because those are childhood. You'll never forget those. Last week we talked about the first time you saw Tim Tebow. And you talked about going to the baseball game and standing there watching him saying, I've never seen a more competitive young man. <clears throat> what was your first time you ever saw Justin Fields? I know he didn't go there at first. When you saw him play, and what did you, was your 
what was your feeling? And what about this young man, not only as a football player, but in his role and to help bring football back at Ohio State? Talk about Justin Fields and what you saw and what you think of him. Yeah, we were coaching uh, a player by the name of Dwayne Haskins, and our recruiting analyst came out and said, uh, we better start thinking about a transfer quarterback. And as I'm walking off the practice field, obviously worried about the next game. And I'm like, what are you talking about? We have, we're fine at quarterback. And I thought in my mind, we have Dwayne Haskins for two more years. And he said, coach, I think he's going to leave. And I thought, where is he going to leave to? And he said, he's going to be a, a high draft pick. I said, Dwayne, you know, I, I just didn't even equate that yet because he was so young and just started one year. And then so we went in one day and, and we started watching film on quarterbacks, potential transfer quarterbacks. And, uh, I probably watched 10 of them, and I remember watching Justin Fields, and it was more high school film because the Georgia film, you just didn't see him do a lot. And we were blown away, one of the best I've ever seen. And uh, and then Ryan Day and Corey Dennis took over the recruiting of them. Um, they signed him, you know, in Ryan Coach Day's first recruiting class. And we always thought he might be that runner-thrower, and that's not him at all. You know, that's what I thought he was when he was going to come to our, uh, Ohio State. He is not. He's a quarterback that just happens to be electric speed. You know, he's, I tell people he's a combination of a, a Braxton Miller and a Dwayne Haskins. And I didn't know that. I think, I don't want to say our coaches were that surprised because, you know, they felt highly strongly, but I don't know if they knew he was that good of a thrower because he is. Well, we saw Auburn and Georgia <clears throat> perform, and you and I both thought maybe. Georgia would play a little better and did play well for really for two and a half quarters. <clears throat> Stetson Bennett, what happened to him? He got five balls knocked down, uh, and and uh, I don't think he lost the game. Gosh, a whole bunch of people watched that game, a ton of viewers. I'm sure you watched at least part of it. Give me your assessment on Georgia now, Stetson Bennett now, and what you see ahead for Alabama. Yeah, what a unique story. You know, we're a a quarterback is the fourth string quarterback in the summer. He actually went to Georgia, went, walked on, went to a junior college. I understand earned a scholarship comes back, but he stuck it out a little bit like our Cardale Jones story back in 2014, where he stuck it out. You know, he's a third string player, not in the plans. And then bang, he's starting in the sugar bowl against Alabama. Same thing with Stetson. Here's a guy that was fourth string. I understand in July, you had one player opt out, one player get hurt, and uh, the other one's not ready. And here we go. Stetson just starting quarterback and plays very well. He just ran into a buzzsaw against Alabama. Uh, Georgia's got elite defense. They got really good players. I worry about the quarterback position against the great teams, you know, and, and see if he's, you know, if he, if he can get the job done. I think it's very admirable. I think he played very well early, but is he a good enough quarterback to get Georgia to Atlanta? And that's, you know, in my mind, that's a big question mark. Some people say heights, the situation. He did have five batted balls. Uh, I guess, I don't know what you say when you've got those big monsters over there, the defensive line. It's hard to get that ball away from those big hands they got. So that's something. You think he can overcome that? Oh, I do. I, I Once again, it depends who you're playing. You know, the one thing about the SEC, it's every week, week in, week out. Uh, and those big hands aren't going to go away. So they're going to have to maybe be creative. I actually talked about that on Big Noon when they have a little shorter quarterback, and he's still got good size, but every once in a while you have to do things to help him out. And I said get him out of the trees because that's exactly what 
if you're not six four, six four plus, it's treat. You know, when you start getting six five linemen getting in your in your face, balls get tipped, balls get deflected, and you can't see. And that's that's uh, that's a recipe for really bad things happening if you can't see your balls get tipped. Listen to Urban Meyer podcast on Best Fridays in Football. We have a segment called Ask Urban. And in that question, among those questions is, you're quite getting to be quite the restaurateur, as they say. You got to say that right. There's no end in it. Restaurateur. I learned that. And now uh, we're going to talk about uh, the place that you meet every Thursday with uh, the pep rallies uh, in Columbus. And then we're going to talk about something new for you. But first, you ready for Ask Urban? I'm ready. Marissa from St. Paul. Who's your favorite to come out of the Big Ten West? Any chance for my Gophers? Yeah, I think a great chance. You're going to find out here in a few hours uh, against uh, the Wolverines. You know, I, I, I think they have a great chance of beating uh, the team up north. I think the fact that Rashad Bateman came back, he's one of the best receivers, not just in the Big Ten in America. I think Coach Fleck has done a really good job. And, and historically, you know, people don't understand that Minnesota's got a great history of football. Not many people realize that. I do because I've studied it. I know the Big Ten, and I've coached against them. They've had plenty of nine-win seasons. So uh, I, I think Minnesota's right there with uh, Wisconsin as a chance to uh, win that west side. Switching over to the SEC, I know you don't follow it as closely, Ralph from Little Rock, Arkansas. How impressed have you been with Coach Pittman at Arkansas? Could he be Coach of the Year? Absolutely. Uh, great wins, and even the loss they had was a very, you know, some people say that they got uh, gypped out of that when the official made the call uh, about uh, Auburn's loss. So Looked like it. He's done a wonderful, he's done a wonderful job, man. I, the guy, I've met him a few times. He has a great reputation of energy. You know, my question is he's never been a head coach. How will a line coach do? He's answering that challenge. He's done a really good job. You know, the job of a head coach and a leader is to rally the troops, rally the staff, and he's certainly done that. Yeah, he's got Barry Odom over there, and they're doing a really good job. They say, say they could be undefeated, so we'll see how that goes. Jared from Allentown. Can Penn State win the Big Ten East without their star running back, Brown? Uh, really hard. You know, I, I, I think there's a couple things – uh, great linebacker, Micah Harris is not playing. Journey Brown, who's their best offensive player, and the fact they don't have the whiteout. You know, that whiteout is like an LSU to me. Uh, when you, you know, the night games at the whiteout in Penn State, I had that as the hardest place I've ever coached. And so, and then the reality is they got to face a more talented team in Ohio State without the whiteout. So I, I, it's going to be really hard for them, but I have them as the number, the number two team in the East. Yeah, I noticed your work on uh, on the show Big Noon. You talked about him and going there, what it's like, and so on and so forth. Okay, so I guess so there's been announced that Brown has a medical condition which could cause him to miss the season. All right, now here's one for you. News this week, uh, you and your friends in the restaurant business, and, and, and the question is from Jane from Columbus. Hi, coach. Love the Bucks. When is your chop house opening? Love the pint house. Go Bucks. Explain the Pint House. Tell folks about that. And now the news this week of the Chop House. 
Yeah, a restaurateur in town is a, one of my favorite restaurants in Columbus called Forno. We would go to it. The owner came up to me and said, you know, when you're done coaching, I want to do a restaurant together with you. And, I, you know, we, we became very good friends, and it became a reality when I, they came to see me. And at first I said no, and my daughter, you know, ironically, Nikki said, Dad, will you one time have fun in your life and go do something like this? And so we did. She said, for one time in your life. So it was a huge hit before COVID. Now it's back to doing very well. We actually have a weekend kickoff every Thursday with former players and a bunch of fans getting ready for the weekend. And then they came to me again, the same the same uh, operator and owner, and said, let's open a high-end steakhouse in downtown. And uh, looks like that's going to open up. was planned to open up this fall, but because of COVID, it's a delay until probably spring. Pine House, Chop House. Now, your friend Steve Spurrier's got one called Spurrier's opening up in the spring. Uh, it sounds to me like you guys need a trade agreement of some kind. I'd love to do that. I love Coach Spurrier, and I'm so glad he's doing it. You know, one of the great things you can do is you showcase a lot of the old memorabilia and pictures, and fans love that. And that's, I'm sure I can't wait to go visit his restaurant. Uh, we actually talked about it after I started the, the one here in Ohio. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a big hit for the Gator Nation. Okay, your friend Terry Bradshaw. <clears throat> who we'll hear from in this program a little later on, is kind of jealous, actually, that you got this restaurant open up. And so in his segment, he plugs everything he's ever done, including his britches, his bourbon, uh, his show on E! And, and I asked him about, is Urban going to serve Bradshaw bourbon? And I said, I don't know that bourbon knows about your bourbon. Or, or, or Urban knows about your bourbon. And he said, I said, you'll send him a case. He said, no. He said he'll have to order it. So have you heard about Bradshaw Bourbon? Give him a little bit of love. He's feeling kind of left out. Terry Bradshaw wants to know about if you've heard or seen or tasted his bourbon. I've become very good friends with Terry. I've been an admirer for so long. And if he's got bourbon out, it's probably, uh, you know, Hall of Fame style bourbon because he's a Hall of Fame type person. So I'm going to look into that. I don't make those decisions, obviously, uh, at the restaurant, but uh I can imagine this great stuff. And we, yeah, I want to, we got to do a deal with Terry and get him up here and uh, have him uh, sell a bourbon for us. Let's make that happen. I've had it. It's very good, by the way. I'm not even a bourbon drinker, but this is good stuff. All right. So we got all the restaurants in. We got Terry's Fat Boy Britches in. We got your two restaurants in. And we got Coach Spurrier's in. So now all the stuff just to plug this show. Don't forget to listen to us every week right here on the Urban Myers Podcast on the best Fridays in football. Coach, have a great weekend. Enjoy the football. It's back. And like we say, let's celebrate college football. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Right on. Thanks, buddy. Great hanging with you. Coming up, Dave Biddle, the editor of Bucknuts, is going to talk about the reopening of the Big Ten and, of course, Urban Meyer. Our thanks to Urban Meyer. Looks like we'll be taking a trip up to Columbus soon for a little bourbon with urban at the Pine House. 
Terry Bradshaw's bourbon. Uh, he kidded with Bradshaw about that, and well, hopefully we'll get a supply up there and get a chance to go visit our friends in Ohio. Coming up later, Terry Bradshaw talks about that. But right now, it's time to talk about the Big Ten is back. Urban Meyer is not coaching. Ryan Day is, and Justin Fields is still playing quarterback, and that's a pretty good deal for Buckeye fans. As we dial in our friend Dave Biddle from Bucknuts. Hi, Dave. Hi, buddy. It's an honor to talk to you as always, my friend. And you as well. And, and by the way, this has been a long time coming. A lot of pain, uh, a lot of agony, a lot of great work by the Ohio State kids and the Big Ten kids. Just sort of summarize as we get ready to tee it up now this weekend with the Big Ten coming back. What this, I, I don't I won't ask you to even describe what it's like. Just summarize where we are and how we got here. Yeah, I mean, they were on the precipice of, I think, would have been the, the biggest disaster in sports history if all the other leagues other than maybe the Pac-12 would have been playing and would have played the season. And even with some, you know, we knew there'd be hiccups, just like we saw in Major League Baseball and and other sports. The games were going to get postponed. Games are going to get canceled. But, um, you know, I I was steadfast that I thought, you you know, college football, eventually there would be a season and there would be a champion crown. And the Big Ten, after canceling its season and then doubling down eight days later, um, in August and saying they're not going to revisit the, the, the decision. If you talk to anybody at Ohio State, um, off the record, they had given up hope at that point. Um, but then momentum started to build. I give a lot of credit to Ohio State and what they did, and I give maybe even more credit to Nebraska and uh, you know their lawsuit, I think, really got things going. So they were, you know, like I said, if, if, if Ohio State and the Big Ten, all, you know, all 14 programs are sitting at home watching the SEC play, watching the ACC play, watching the Big 12 play, watching the college football playoff, and they're just sitting there, you know, not playing while those other conferences are playing and crowning a champion, it would have been a massive disaster. And um, the, the irony to me is, like, we've played eight weeks of high school football here in Ohio. Like, <laughs> already, eight weeks are entering, you know, tomorrow will be, you know, excuse me, later today will be week nine of the high school football season uh, here in Ohio. The playoffs have actually started. You know, they condensed the regular season. So, we haven't had an Ohio State game yet, but as of today, we're going to have uh, the ninth high school uh, football games in the state of Ohio. So, buddy, people are just relieved that it finally worked out. Um, there's still some angst that they still didn't get it right. They should have started earlier. They should have built in a bye week because we know things are going to happen. There's, and now there's no way you can get a postponement in the Big Ten. If something happens, the game's just going to get canceled. So um, teams are just hoping they can get in as many games as they can. And if you're in Ohio State and you're undefeated, even, even if you only play seven games and you look good doing it and you're sitting there 7-0 and Big Ten champion, you're probably going to be in the college football playoffs. So Buckeyes just need to take care of their business and uh, we'll see what happens. Happens, but people are, are the bottom line is even though people are still irritated at, at the Big Ten and how they handled this, buddy. The bottom line is here in Columbus and across Big Ten Nation, uh, people are just relieved that we're going to have football. Hard to imagine football uh, not being played in Ohio or in Nebraska. Where you're right, Scott Frost <laughs> and his guys and his attorney did a really good job bringing. By the way, just tell Ryan Day at the game Saturday when uh, Nebraska is getting beat. 68 to 10 to lighten it up just a little bit and thanking the folks in Nebraska for helping bring Big Ten football back. Just remember that. Other games, Michigan and Minnesota, Penn State at Indiana, Iowa at Purdue, Illinois at Wisconsin, Rutgers at Michigan State, Maryland at Northwestern. So there will be, they resume uh, this weekend. And of course, uh, 
go through the season, hopefully, as you say, uh, right down to the Big Ten Championship on the 19th of December. I think that's right, but everything has changed around, Dave, so much. I have to look at my my local notes to see if the World Series is tonight or tomorrow night. Uh, when is the Masters being played? Oh, yeah, November. It's confusing, <laughs> my man. It's crazy. It's Yeah, you know, it's 2020 when the Masters is getting played in November. And, uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. It's, it's absolutely crazy. But, uh, you know, I just thank goodness we're going to have Ohio State football and Big Ten football after uh, the Big Ten looked like they were going to try and screw things up. But uh, it's going to be an excellent Ohio State team. I think they're going to be even better offensively, buddy, um, than they were last year. And they were a really good offense last year. They were number four in the country, total offense number three. Scoring offense, there's not room to get – you know, not not much much room to get better, but I think they will be. Now the question for me is defense. How much of a step back will they take? Because they're not going to be as good defensively. They were the number one total defense in the country last year, um, and I, they're going to take a step back. My question again is how much of one with the new defensive coordinator and Kerry Combs, who's a really good coach, but has never you know coordinated a defense on the collegiate level before. Jeff Halfley to me was really special as the defensive coordinator last year. Now doing a good job as Boston College's head coach in his first year there. Um, so again. I think the offense is going to be excellent, and the defense has its strengths. You know, defensive end is still a strength, even after losing Chase Young, and linebackers a strength, and even the secondary I think is going to be a strength overall, even though they're replacing three starters. But you know, depth at D tackle is a concern, um, and and just overall at defense, I think they're going to take a step back. I'm just curious, are they going to take a step back where they're mediocre, or are they going to take a step step back where they're still a really good defense? I think they're going to be. It's probably the latter. I think they're going to still be a really good defense. I don't think they're going to be elite. But offensively, they are going to be elite with Justin Fields and this Ryan Day offense and an excellent offensive line and really good receivers. They have to replace J.K. Dobbins. That's the one question mark. Is it running back? But they're going to go running back by committee. They like their depth there. So this is going to be a really good team. And uh, thank goodness finally tomorrow we get to see them play some football. Yeah, Ryan Day, just not missing a beat there and stepping right in for Urban Meyer, your friend Urban Meyer. By the way, uh, uh, how do you think Urban Meyer is doing without coaching? And have you been to his restaurant, the Pint House, there in Columbus? I'll take the last question first. Coach Meyer is going to kill me if he uh, hears this uh, the podcast, which I'm sure he will. Uh, I have not been there yet, yet being the key word, but uh, I, I hear it's fantastic. I love that if you rent out the banquet room there, the you know they have a banquet room back there. It's called the Seven and O Lounge. You know, just a little shout out to his record against Michigan, Seven and O. That team up north, I should say, if coach is listening. But uh, you know, it's funny. I mean, I, he could get back in coaching whenever he wants to, and he knows that. Um, I think he's loving life right now. He is so good on the Fox Morning Show. He really is. I, I joke. I put this on Twitter a couple different times. I just, you know, I repeat my own jokes. But I did it once last year, once two years ago. Yeah, I did it once early last year, once late last year. I think I, I called it the Fox uh, pregame show, the the Urban Meyer star, uh, the Urban Meyer show, starring Urban Meyer, featuring Urban Meyer with Urban Meyer. He's so good at it. Like he's, I mean, he's was a natural as a coach, and now he's a natural at that. And he seems so happy. And you know, they're not they're not paying him like you know, uh, you know a little pittance for doing that. He's making good money to be on TV. So he seems so happy to me, but I still wonder if he, you know, part of me thinks like eventually he's going to coach again. But I think right now, and you would know this better than anybody, buddy. Um, I think he's happy as heck right now. I think he's loving life and, uh, you know, he's got a cool gig. So um, he went out with, you know, on a high note at Ohio State with a 13-1 and season. And again, a seventh win over Michigan, no losses, wins the Rose Bowl in his last game. And Kind of walked off in the sunset. The only thing better would have been a national championship. That was like the second best thing that could have happened. So, um, man, you would know better than me, but um, he seems really, really happy. I won't be surprised if he does this for a while. 
I would agree with you. We'll see. But things do change. We'll see. And uh, he certainly is missed from football, but it's good to see him happy. And it's good to talk to you, Dave. I, I hope if I do get Columbus, uh, up to Columbus, you'll come up and let's have some bourbon with Urban, get some of Bradshaw's bourbon, and go by and see uh, the new restaurant and the new chop house, which will be open next spring. Folks, if you want to read about the Buckeyes, Trap Buck Nuts. It's one of the top publications in college football. Dave Biddle is the editor. He, by the way, also uh, has a radio show and a podcast and all that kind of stuff. I hope we'll get you back on again, Dave. Anytime, buddy. Like I said, it's, it is an absolute honor to talk to you. You're, you're a legend, and I uh, love talking football with you, my man. All right, next, Terry Bradshaw talks about getting his bourbon to Columbus and plugs about everything he has going on, which is a lot right here on the best Fridays in football. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. Time now for the Terry Bradshaw show. That means finding Terry, locating Terry somewhere on the map, and getting a chance to talk to him about, I'm sure, lots of football talk. We had a very good football talk last week, and Terry broke it down for us. Uh, we're hoping to get some more X's and O's and some good talk from the man who is the star of Fox NFL Sunday, Terry Bradshaw. Remember when I used to introduce you that way, Terry, a long time ago? Yes, Terry. What's up, <laughs> Well, we have an open date here down here. I'm not, and, uh, I'm not about to break it down in X's and O's. What do you want to lose our, no? lose our listeners? No, we, well, we don't we do did. that. We oh, don't really? break it down. No, we don't no? break it down. We, well, well, let me just say, all right, yeah. no, no, you tell me what you want to do. This is your hey, show. Hey, buddy, i got to tell you about my upcoming um, new brand of clothing that's coming out. It's called uh, Fat Boy Britches. It's uh uh-huh. soon it's gonna be out. You're gonna love it. It's for people that have got a stomach like you and I and a lot of America and the pants they give and they take, you can wear them to work and you dress them up wear them to church or business be called Fat Boy Bridges. You're gonna have to be on the on the lookout, all right? I'll keep you posted what's the Is this there. a real thing you're talking about here now or are you just, yeah. just pl- pulling my leg? No, real thing. Yeah. Remember the Okay, story. so it's such a such a big deal you want to get it in at the yeah. top of the show right. so you can get it right in. It's the former Michael okay. Ryan people that did the Michael Ryan shirts and everything. Uh, mm-hmm. out of Knoxville, mm-hmm. Tennessee and uh I'm pretty uh, excited about that. All right. Anyway, that's got nothing all to right. do with uh, well, well do you have anything to, I mean uh, I mean look, uh, do you have an address or an email address or just just no, Google no, it or what no, do we do? I got nothing. Have I told you about my bourbon? Okay. Bradshaw Bourbon's also really doing well right now. Really doing well. I did well. hear about the bourbon, yeah. but I didn't think we were going to talk about it at the top of the show. Yeah, we're you know, But if you right want to off, talk about it. Right off the top. Right, i got to get it out there. And don't forget to watch the Bradshaw Bunch every Thursday night on E! 
I've been doing. I've done all that actually, and I love the bourbon. I do love the bourbon, and you know who is a big bourbon drinker? Your good friend. No, Joni. She pounds it. I know. Joni's huge. Yeah, Joni's huge. Oh, she's gonna kill me. Sock that right away, man. Take a shot. Take a shot. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is smooth. And by the way, Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen's a bourbon drinker. So, how about Urban Meyer so coming out with another restaurant huh, up in Columbus? Man, how about that? Yeah, huh? that's something else. I mean, really? uh, I'm sure, well, you know, this whole show, is, which is called, <laughs> you know, called the Best Fridays in Football and the Terry Bradshaw Show and the Urban Meyer Podcast is going to be riddled with plucks. I can see that coming right now. He's got the, he's got the pint house. Going on oh, with a big deal there this week. He's got the chop house coming. You got Bradshaw Bourbon Fat Boy Pants. The uh, you got the spe- what else? You and, Bradshaw and Bunch. Have four Rings Protection, which is a um, it's a mosquito and fly repellent. Repellent, uh, really? Farmers for yeah. this, yeah. And uh, it's really God, good. You're a machine. We're selling that. That that's kind of the slowest moving product we have, but uh. Uh-huh. But it's gaining, it's getting some foothold, but it's primarily a a farmer's product, uh, you know, unless you got don't, don't forget, you know? you're forgetting something, Terry. Okay. You're forgetting something. What? Your horses. Yeah. Your horses. Yeah, I've got a lot of horses. We do. How about your horses for and sale? I told you, you tell did I tell that you about too? my fat boy britches? Have I told you about those? You did tell me about that. You did tell me. <laughs> but... All right, as long as we're doing this and you're embarrassing me, you're humiliating us, and you're running our show, I want to go ahead and say I do want to ask you about some of Terry's money, okay? I want to gamble the Fox. Listen to this. I got the Fox app today, okay? And I'm actually going to go ahead and participate in it. I've learned how to do it. I made my picks. I got it right here. I'm in play for free, it says. NFL Sunday Challenge, $1 million. I'm in it. I'm in it. And, of course, you got a college. The college game this week is, well, the one Coach Meyer is at. It's going to be the Nebraska-Ohio State game. I broke that down. I bet the exotics on that. Man, is this thing real? A million dollars? Last year, I gave away $250,000. To a guy in Houston, Texas, and when I called him, Fox decided this is funny, buddy. So the guy, the so Fox calls me and they say, I mean, it's the show is over. And they call me out of the dressing room. They said we ran this guy down, and would like for you to do a live interview with him. I say, oh, okay. So I, I put my suit back on and went into the, to the uh, studio. And uh, they had the cameras there, and they got this guy on the on the phone. And so, go. I said, I said, hey, I don't forget his name. Let's call him. Let's call him Joe. I said, hey, Joe, congratulations, two hundred fifty thousand dollars of my money. How does how does that feel, man? You, how, how shocked are you to know that you'd won? Here's his reaction. Hey, man. He had too much of that Bradshaw oh, bourbon. That's what happened. God, we had to, okay, God, God. 
Dean was hammered. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, that's not a good way to do it. Well, listen, it's, it's, uh, you're everywhere. Every time I turn on the TV, I see another one of those ads. I see something. and yeah. You are a walking, talking commercial person. And, uh, uh, quite a, and by the way, yeah. Yeah, you'll be sending, I'm sure, a case of that bourbon to Urban Meyer for his restaurant. Uh, oh, I'm sure no, up there in uh, Columbus. Send, no, huh? I'll, no? no, I'll be sending it to him once he orders it. I'm not giving oh, him. Oh, I like, see. That's no. how it works. It's got a, I it's see. Got a restaurant, yeah. buddy. Why should I give him bourbon? Well, then they, well, I'll ask him if he'll buy some. How about that? No, he will. Can he get it? Well, of course he yeah, can get he it. He will. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the, uh, the I saw the Facebook posting on that the 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 place you I got it on my Facebook. I went and looked, and there's you can go in now and locate your distributor. Right. There's a lot of them in Texas and whatever. Not as many down in Florida, but a lot in uh, Texas right. and Georgia and whatever. Yeah. Well, so it's getting out right. there, and it, it, is. it truly is good bourbon. It's it is really good. Really good. Uh, it is, but that's you know the reason I want everybody to know the reason I did what I just did was because I heard Urban Meyer, and I know when Urban stops, your nose runs so far up his shoulder blade because he's a gator. (laughs) (laughs) He's a gator, and so are you, buddy. So are you. I didn't go to play there. I'm just an honorary No, you didn't. He's a real gator. You are honorary. And I got a little bit tired of hearing about his restaurant. And so I decided. <laughs> you figured you'd respond it. with all your stuff. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. Plug City. Go ahead and plug so anything else now, before we, we can talk football, maybe for yeah, five minutes. Five anything minutes. else you want to plug? Funny, I'm, huh? I'm paying my driver here. I, I yeah. guess I'm being charged by the man. I'm sitting in front of my hotel in my driver's yeah. car yeah. doing this interview. We'll put your driver on for a second. Well, he, here. Say hello. Can you hear him? Say hello. Hello. Who is who is this? Who is this? Can you hear him, buddy? Well, there you have it. We never heard back from Terry, so hopefully his driver didn't drive him off a cliff into the Pacific. But we'll catch up to him next week and all the things he wants to promote. Meanwhile, speaking of promoting, it's time for Andy's Candies. Don't ask me why. <laughs> This is the day where the executive producer buys me beer at Urban's Pint House with all his winnings from last week. Right? Right, Andy? Andy Bilbo, the executive producer. You can buy the beer? Hello, darkness, my old friend. The Browns have made us face plant again. Oh, my God. Those darn Steelers are really mean. Nice singing. Now we're really in trouble. So, look, okay. Wait, I forgot. You didn't win a dime. In fact, you went 0 and 4. Let me say this buddy, again. 0-4. Buddy, <sighs> we face planted here. We had a candy corn disaster, cavities everywhere. Yeah. It has been a cranky Andy. Oh my gosh. Candies. Well, here's the good cranky. news. No, wait, no, wait, wait. Here's the good news. I went opposite of you. Wow. George Costanza. So I went 4-0. That means I did win money because I went opposite. So maybe I should be making these picks. I don't know. I mean, look, for everybody out there who's like, I would like to butt my house on this. Well, you should turn your, your podcast uh, dial a little down and have a beer and wine and just laugh. 
But we're going to try to do better. Yeah. And I just want to repeat again um, for all you Browns fans out there, like myself, and I know there's no, a lot of we don't have any Browns fans. It's one and zero. Have any Browns fans? And please, on to the a moratorium on the mentioning of the word B R O W N S. Okay. Now let me give you some help. Okay. Right. Before you do your picks, and you'll have mm-hmm. all of ninety seconds to rip through them. Mm-hmm. Let's switch on the Fox gambling app. Yeah. It's called Fox Bet, Fox Bet Super Six. You can find mm-hmm. it on your apps. I went in and I made the what they call the exotics uh, on one of the uh, the game Urban Scott. That's at the big Ohio State game in Nebraska. And I went ahead and made those picks. Uh, and it's kind of fun, you know. Maybe we should start yes. talking about Terry. You heard him earlier talking about how he's giving away his money. So I want some of Terry's money, all right? So Hey, hey for all the pain that us Browns fans went through, heck yes. No, no, yes. no, no. It's not heck about the yes. Browns fans. Oh. It's about helping our listeners oh. make some money. So next week, Andy's Candy is going on probation, and the Fox app comes out. So go ahead and give it one more week. Make Come it on. short, make it quick, and make it painless. Buckeyes. You're giving up 26. It's fine. We're on Coach Urban. Just take it. I love the Gophers. They're a three-point home dog. Take the Gophers. You're going to get three. I agree with Coach. I think Michigan's not going to win that game. This is for my good old buddy, Les Miles. Coach Miles and I were born in the same hospital in Elyria, Ohio. But sadly, I'm taking Kansas State. He had in COVID, the too, by the way. Just he did. Him. Yeah. All the he best did. to him. He did all the best hymns right. But again, he's a Clevelander. Huge Coach Miles is a huge Browns fan. But sadly, you had to get that it. in there. You had just to had to get it in there. I had to. I haven't uh, talked to Coach Miles in a while. I hope he's doing well. Kansas State, crazy, you're giving up 19 and a half. And then I'm going back to chalk. You take Duke in the tournament March and you take Bama. I made too many anti Bama picks. I got one win with Ole Miss and I got burned by the dogs. You're giving up 21, but take, you give them all up. Bama. Take them against Tennessee. And the third Saturday in October. All right, so walk through it again real quick, but not too long. By the way, I do like the Alabama pick. I think that's probably, in my opinion, although a lot of people drop it on Tennessee because they got mm-hmm. so embarrassed. Hey, you fire your defensive line coach four games into the season, you're desperate. So Alabama 21 over Tennessee. I am taking Alabama on 21. You think Tennessee might bounce back or not? I really don't. I, I thought that was an alarming loss, didn't you? I, it's one thing to lose to Kentucky by 10 or 14. That game was over by the start of the fourth quarter. Over. Over. Wait, why Not am good. I asking you this? I, I know I'm the guy who loses about this. No. Okay. Sorry. Look, Sorry. all right, let me just say this. This is a day to plug everything, as you can yes. tell, everybody. So you got anything to plug like reruns of Believe Land or, or something you can put out there for us? I mean, you can't give us any winners. Can you give us something? War on the Diamonds, my new film I'm directing. Check it out. There's a great press release done. Also mention this wonderful show, including another podcast I do, Cleveland and Beyond through Evergreen, Jared Watson, Holly Wetzel, myself. Check it out. And again, War on the Diamonds is a film about Ray Chapman and his sudden death on the field against the New York Yankees and that whole history between the Yankees and Indians rivalry. AJ Bill 79 is my handle. Come check me out. AJ Bill 79. And the Browns need to win. They need it is a big game. Baker Mayfield needs to bounce back. It's the Battle of Ohio. And it's a great okay, chance for Baker enough to on lead the, the team to victory. And See we you, got Andy. this. Don't be afraid, Joe Burrow. Thank you very Burrow, much. You're right, about, you. you're, you're right about your special uh, 
film that you got coming. We'll talk more about that. He is a good guy. He's just a little wacky, all right? So good job, Andy. Good, good, good podcast. Be sure and share it with all your friends. We're expecting a big weekend, a breakout, the best Friday in football. Thanks, Andy. And thanks now to all the people making the best Friday in football possible. The Gatorbait Lighthouse Builders, Truth, Honor, and Dignity. Dr. Jim Duke, the Orthopedic Institute. Sissy Long, in memory of her beloved Chuck. Lauren Meadows, get well, my friend, in Ohio, rooting for the Gators and for quality, and also to Marsh, his wife. Jeffrey Meldon, Meldon Law, where you met her most, sponsor of Meldon Law Monday. Max Steen, former Gator captain, pulling for Coach Mullen, but always with the 69 Gators first in his heart. Jeffrey Ulmer, loyal to the Gators, Hatters, Gator Bait, and the Ocala Quarterback Club. Also the Ocala Quarterback Club, sponsor of the Scott Bradley Trophy, Mike McGinnis, captain, and thanks to Renstar Medical Research, seeking tomorrow's answers to the health questions of today. Time now for Buddy's two-minute warning. This must be the right podcast to plug things, so why not plug a couple of more? I want to invite you to our podcast uh, that we do here. It's actually a live streaming show nightly, Monday through Thursday, called The Buddy Martin Show. Join us on Facebook Live at 9 if you're a Gator fan or an SEC fan, especially soon to be heard right here on these podcasts, and you may have heard it before. Also, this is something special. On Tuesday, the ESPN's network, SEC Storied, will feature a must-see TV documentary on one of my favorite people and maybe my all-time favorite Gator football player, and that's saying a lot. It's called The All-American Cuban, Cuban Comet. The All-American Cuban Comet. The powerful story of the Florida Gator All-American and his great influence on the SEC football culture and the University of Florida football program. It happened 50 years ago, 50 years ago. But the story of his courage stands for athletes for all time. It's more appropriate today than it was 50 years ago when it happened. Don't miss it. We'll have Carlos as our guest Monday night on the Buddy Martin Show. Remember to tune in on Tuesday at 8.30 on the SEC Network for All-American Cuban Comet. Well, hope you're enjoying the Best Fridays in Football podcast with Urban Meyer and Terry Bradshaw. That's all we have to plug, except on behalf of Urban Meyer and Terry Bradshaw, director Brendan Martin, executive producer Andy Billman, thanks to Dave Biddle of Bucknuts for joining us. You are listening to one of the best Fridays in football. See you next time wherever you find your podcast. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.